Uh, this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regions of University of California, nor the management of KUCI. Coming up, subversely with Dan Zhang, um, the, uh, today we're going to not talk about the Oscars, but talk about other films, although I'm glad um, Sean Penn won. He was perfect as uh, Harvey Milk. And he thanked uh, commies, uh, homos, and other people there for uh, homo and commie lovers, he called the audience. Um, so that was a victory for a left-wing film at the Oscars. Uh, his role as the best actor. Uh, today we're going to actually uh, shift uh, gears, not look at India, but look at uh, of um, look at uh, Indonesia, uh, where there's uh, some daring films coming out by women film directors, and we're going to be talking with a filmmaker who's actually on the UCI faculty, Fatima Tobing Roni, who actually is uh, also a co-director of a series of films, of a film that uh, is part of a series of stories that is actually going to be showing on campus this Thursday at the Film and Media Center on Thursday evening. And you can go to the Subversity website and get information on the viewings at, uh, on the, sh- on the uh, showing of Women Directors uh, series. Uh, and this one is on Chance of Lotus. And we had earlier interviewed... Um, Fatima Tobing Roni, um, last year in April, actually, right before her May showing at uh, Asian American Film, uh, Asian Pacific American Film Festival, of this film, uh, where she touches on some daring topics, and the film itself touches on controversial topics, and as you can imagine, some of the scenes were cut from the film in the showing in Indonesia. Scenes of teenage sex and other controversial uh, behaviors and depictions. Uh, but if you get to this showing this week on campus, they're going to show the full version, the unexpurgated version. So we asked uh, Fatima why she did this film. Uh, and this is an edited uh, version of our earlier, uh, shortened uh, version of our earlier interview with uh, Fatima uh, back last April. We asked her why she made this film. And we're going to hear from that interview with her. We'll get to that momentarily. Um, This is Dan Zhang with Subversely here on KUCI. Why did I make this film? Well, I was invited by the producer, Nia Dinata, to be part of a group of four women directors to create a narrative feature film about stories uh, concerning Indonesian women. So uh, uh, this group, we uh, got together with two writers and we did research all around Indonesia about uh, different aspects of women's lives, including uh, teenage sex, abortion, wow. child trafficking, and AIDS. Like, yeah, all the heavy-hitting subjects. All this, all the subjects that are never shown on on film. And it's called uh, Chant of Lotus. Chant of Lotus. Yes. In Indonesian, it's actually called Perempuan Punya Cerita, which means women own stories. 
Huh. But uh, originally the title was uh, Chance of Lotus or Lotus Requiem because of the idea that the lotus is this flower that grows even in the middle of this disgusting mud. You know, <laughs> the lotus will emerge uh, uh, intact. The flower will still emerge. That's the metaphor. So what happened was two very talented uh, screenwriters, uh, Melissa Karim and uh, Vivian uh, Idris, they wrote the four screenplays, or the four short screenplays, and uh, in May, we sat around the table, uh, the four directors and the two writers, and decided on who would get which script. Uh, Lasha, who is an incredibly talented young uh, director, she was eight months pregnant at the time. So wow. she was the one who would shoot in Jakarta in case, uh, you know, she had to be rushed to the hospital. <laughs> and that's the story of uh, the Chinese-Indonesian woman who contacts AIDS and lives in Jakarta. And uh, I ended up with a story about uh, a woman who is uh, very ill with breast cancer. She's a midwife, and she's faced with the dilemma of whether or not to uh, perform an abortion, which is uh, not completely legal in Indonesia. Are all the women Muslim? Are all the women Muslim? That's a good question. That were the directors? Oh, the, uh, <laughs> oh no, I meant the, the, uh, depicted. Depicted. Uh, 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 they were depicted. Well, uh, the, the Chinese-Indonesian woman, her name is, uh, I think it's Lakshmi. No, she's not. But the rest of the women are Indonesian. I mean, I'm sorry, are, are Muslim. It's funny because, you know, it's a, uh, Indonesia is a, the largest Muslim country in the world, so... There are uh, Hindus and Christians, but uh, it's still a very large Muslim country. So, yeah, so in general, yeah, you would have Muslims. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and so 80% or something, right? Something. Uh, more than more that. More than that, and, yeah. And it's definitely the largest Muslim country in the world. Yeah, definitely. In terms of population, yeah. And um, did, you, did you have any trouble with the, was there a lot of red tape or anything like that? Ah, no, because uh, what happened was, and, and this is actually uh, one of the great things about film festivals, why they actually, I think, shape culture uh, in, in a strange way. I uh, was showing a short at the, uh, the same festival in 2004, and Nia was showing her feature from Arisan, ah. and, we, and that's how we met. And uh, typical Indonesian hospitality, she said, ah, you know, if you're ever in Jakarta, you can come work in my office. <laughs> so I went back and I and then still go back and forth to Indonesia. I've been going back and forth, working there. Well, I, I shouldn't say working there, but uh, doing research there <laughs> um, for a few years now. And uh, her company, Kalyanashira, is an incredibly well organized and devoted uh, company. So, uh, so that, that yeah, it was no problem. It was an Indonesian production. And so it's a. Uh uh, is, is there like a there, it seems to be a flowering of independent films there ah uh, yes well what happened was in the 90s the, the industry went into the toilet because uh, of the influx of foreign films foreign films are allowed in and then cable uh -huh. TV was allowed so for example in the year 2000 only four feature films were made but what that meant ironically was that this very male dominated industry all of a sudden you had these young women come in who were with smart and who didn't care and who wanted to huh. make free creative independent do-it-yourself films 
these were producer directors like Mia Dinata, Shanti Haramai, Mirela Simana, a couple of women. So that uh, I think it's kind of ironic that as a filmmaker, it's actually easier to make a film in Indonesia in some ways as a woman than it is here in the U.S., where there are more women in the Senate than there are who direct top-grossing Hollywood films. Oh. It's a, it, ironically, in this <laughs> so-called Muslim country, yeah. women directors are very free. Because they um, um, they don't have to go through any... Uh, do they have to clear it with the government, any of the films? Well, our film was actually heavily, heavily, heavily censored. But we have a very brave producer who did not... who let us run free, and so... Uh, so unfortunately, every reel of the film, except for one, was brutally cut. Uh, and so this is a fight, or shall I say a challenge or a struggle that is going on now. There's a movement, Masyarakat uh, Film Indonesia, which is uh, a community of film activists, filmmakers, who are trying to change the law so that uh, the so there would no longer be censorship, but right. um, like a rating system. It's more fear of Islam and consistency in the country rather than the government is so against it. So it's like self kind of censorship in a way. Exactly. But yeah. the film that, that is showing in the U.S., of course, will be uncensored with subtitles. Oh, oh. Because yeah, I've had... Yeah, uh, rare, rare. Yeah. I've had John Badalu, uh, Badalu from um, the Q-Fest on, and uh, he... He did an end run around the censorship boards because he realized the censorship laws only apply to films that you charge money for. <laughs> and so, oh, that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> so he didn't charge anything for his festival. That's exactly right. And uh, also, I have to say that uh, what's really interesting is that if it's funny, it is rarely censored. There's something about comedy that that is sort of, uh, how shall I say, is not scrutinized as readily. So, for example, the film Chizer absolutely funny film called Quickie Express, uh -huh. also produced by Nia Dinata, uh, an Indonesian feature film, yeah, was, I believe, not censored. And it's about young male prostitutes servicing older women. Oh, wow. But uh -huh. a film like Chance of Lotus, which is a dramatic feature film, was, I mean, really everything was, so much was cut. For example, uh, uh, a woman wearing a head covering, smoking, and talking about sex. Like, all uh. of her dialogue is cut out. So that watching the censored film was like, you know, uh, it was just, uh, for a filmmaker, it's, it's just sort of like watching your, you know, something being um, amputated. Disemboweled <laughs> or something. Experience. Yeah. How, how did, the, did they cut a lot of those teen? You said there was scenes of teenage sex. There were scenes. Did yeah. that Or so talking about that? was the shocking thing to find out as mothers, and this is another ironic point, is that all of the film directors, we're all mothers, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, young mothers, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, what we found out, which was shocking for us, is that um, teenagers find out about sex through handphones and through yeah. internet cafes. Text and messaging. What they find out, yeah. Sorry? Text messaging or something. Exactly. Yeah sending pornography over over phones and stuff. So uh, wow. what was shocking is that, of course, that's not, uh, it's just pornography, but that's that's not that's not sex. You know, it's a, it's a completely different thing, but they were learning about things that way. Huh. And then we found one instance, actually, of a terrible story of a woman who had, uh, I should say, probably been, 
uh, how, do, how do I put this? Uh, she had had sex with, with various men and uh, boys, actually. They're all in uh, young people. And she got pregnant, and so the question was, who would be the father? Well, in sort of typical fashion, somebody has to marry her. So there was a lottery that was... Oh, my God. Uh, oh. Uh, you know, where we, uh, Indonesians call it a lottery, but where you uh, take out a number from a sprite can. Oh. And uh, that, we actually used that uh, story in the film. Now, so when we showed the group sex, yeah, and, and it's a fine line whether it's group sex or that she's actually being abused by a group of boys, a group of teenage boys. Yeah. Um, uh, that was cut, the group sex. But uh, except for the sex with, with, one, with one of the boys. So then, of course, the meaning of that story becomes uh, vanishes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that section, uh, which was on the group, the teenage sex, was very shocking for even, even for uh, us, the filmmakers, yeah, and yeah. directors. And, there, and there's a point to the shocking, you know, sort of like wake up parents and see <laughs> what's going on. Yeah, really. <laughs> Without dialogue with children, if they're just learning about sex through, you know, uh, internet cafes and what are called warnet, which is like, yeah, basically you would translate as internet cafes, then, huh. uh, you know, there's, uh, it, it's very, very dangerous for the girls. So it's a generation gap there, too. Yes. Definitely. Did, did, um, did you, um, did you have, uh, you, so you have two versions, right? You have one that you can release uh, domestically and then one mm -hmm. over there and then you can, exactly. or another you can, it, they don't care that you show it at uh, film festivals abroad, the undercut mm, version? No, and in fact, one could show Chance of Lotus uncensored as long as one isn't charging money. Oh, right. That's exactly so that was right what John Badalou said. That's yeah. the law. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have been taking this film around to various communities in Indonesia. Well, the nice thing about this film, yeah. which is very unusual, I think you, you can't really compare it to a, a, a U.S. film. This right. had major theatrical release in all the big cities in Indonesia. Wow. Um, and it will also have this uh, life of circulation for several years afterwards as it's brought to women's groups. Yeah as a film of discussion. Sure. And the great thing also is that um, uh, we cast very famous, very beautiful <laughs> women actors so that we hope, for example, the woman who plays Sumantri, the midwife, in the, the section that I directed is an incredibly famous uh, comedian. Uh -huh. sort of like Lucille Ball or Tina Fey or somebody like that. Uh -huh. And uh, she has a very serious role. So hopefully people are, are come to see um, Rika, the comedian, and end up going home thinking about Sumantri, the midwife. So that was uh, part of the goal of the film, was to try to uh, persuade audiences to come see, you know, a film that if it was a documentary might not have as wide yeah, appeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you prefer doing uh, documentaries or, or feature films or, or I mean non-fiction films or fiction films? Oh, myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a filmmaker on the smallest little 
<laughs> I uh, haven't made documentary films, but what's interesting is that when I tell people I make films in Indonesia, they assume I'm a documentary filmmaker. There's something about uh, the uh, there's something about being there's something about Indonesia that is sort of seen as being without uh, how shall I put it. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? There's a kind of stereotype that goes on. And it, it's in yeah. part because the Indonesian film industry is not as well known as, say, the Thai film industry. But if in 2000 there were only four feature films made, this year there were about 60 feature films made. Um, so it's a growing, uh, it's a growing um, uh, cinema. But there are so many talented people doing their second, third, fourth feature film that... I'm confident that it will start to get uh, international recognition. Yeah, I, um, is it very frenetic? The scenes, and I haven't seen your film. And um, how how are the how the the stories told? Is is I mean, you, you, the pace of Indonesia is like very frenetic, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the uh, okay, it's, a pace, it's a pace. It's the pace. It's the pace. <laughs> the teenage sex film is sort of like kids. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's sort of filmed right. very graphically, almost like a documentary with young people talking in vernacular or talking in slang. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, um, the one on child trafficking, which was directed by Nia Dinata, is shot in a typical sort of, her style is very, you know, saturated colors, very vivid, very well told, lots of ensemble work. Um, the last film by Lasha on uh, Lakshmi is very beautifully told. She was an art director. The, the art direction is exquisite. <clears throat> and uh, my film is uh, dark. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> and of all of the films, it was shot on an island, uh, an island that's three hours from Jakarta. With no, we had no electricity, there's no fresh water. They're a very poor island. Um, it is probably the less cutty of the three films. In other words, there's a lot of static, uh, but more uh, establishing wider shots in the film because of the nature of the film. Uh, it, when you're shooting on a, uh, in, a, in a very beautiful location with ocean <laughs> yeah. and wide uh, sky, uh, uh, the shots are going to be different than if you're shooting uh, a segment on teenagers having wild sex in, in you know, a small town in Java. <laughs> so, I, uh, but yeah. uh, the, the DPs were, were the same, so that's uh, another thing that's interesting. Anything uh, in black and white, or you use color all the time? All color, uh, yeah. yeah. It's a very rare chance to see uh, Indonesia, Sons of Indonesia. You know, people think of Bali bombing, or they think of ninjas, or they, uh, maybe they think of avian flu, or perhaps they think about lulur scrub in Bali and, you know, surfing. And, but this is a side of Indonesia. Even Indonesians are shocked by <laughs> poverty, child trafficking. I mean, these things exist and go on, and uh, they are rarely depicted on screen, even in this country, I'd say. You know. It's different from the film... Uh, I, I remember reviewing a film you did, a uh, short, um, that was set in a kind of queer Asian dance clubs. 
uh, everything, everything in between, in between. <laughs> <laughs> at the same festival. Who is in love with her best friend? Yes. Yeah. Different, but still, it's a you know they're, they're both dramatic films uh, where people are really trying to get a sense of who they are and struggling with the questions that all of us faces, which is who are we? Why are we here? Where are we going? What right. does it matter? What is life about? I mean, those are all the questions that are in all of those films. And uh, filmmaking is just the greatest adventure in the world. Well, would the DVD version <laughs> have the, be the uncensored version, or can you distribute that uh, internationally? Uh, that's a really good question, actually. Um, I'm sure they will. I'm sure that they have uh, a DVD screener for festivals, and I'm sure that they'll have an uncensored DVD Yes, they might. They that would make sense, especially if it was distributed in the U.S. Right, that's great. Well, thank you very much, Fatima. Thank so, you. Uh, yeah, that was great. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you. Good luck. Bye bye. Uh, that was our interview uh, back in April last year. Uh, at that time, I hadn't seen her film, but now I, of course, I saw it later in the week. Uh, that week, and again this year, uh, this Thursday, Chance of Lotus will be shown at the Film and Video Center at UC Irvine. And to get more information, you can click on the Subversity website at KUCI.org uh, slash Subversity and go to This Week uh, on This Week. And uh, there will be a link to the Film and Video Center. Uh, this is Dan Zhang uh, with our first segment of Subversity today.